This week on First Issue Club, we are covering Giant Man and Spider-Man and the League of Realms, both War of the Realms spinoffs. Stick around. <laughs> you just sign in. Stick around. Soon we'll be back. We're back. Hello, you are tuned in to the First Issue Club, the weekly podcast where we cover number one comics and do our best to aid you through the muddy and murky waters of the comic book landscape. We have a lot to get into today with these War of the Realms spinoffs. Uh, we've got some pretty cool comic book news to cover as well, but we have something very important to cover as far as First Issue Club news. Uh, last night, Budget King came into the Fudge Mansion to do a little editing, uh, and Budget King, someone was here that wasn't supposed to be. Yeah. You want to go into that? <laughs> there was a homeless man in my office. Now, this is a, a true story. Yes, yeah, we do a lot of make-em-ups on First Issue Club. This one's real. <laughs> 100% true. I go to edit my uh, the podcast to release on New oh, Comic Book Wednesday. You were going to say my podcast? Uh, <laughs> I was going to say my work. My, but uh, <laughs> yes, oh, my, my work. Um, our podcast, and uh, I have a dual office with my boss, and in the medium, I can hear chomping and rustling. And so in the darkness, I go around the corner. And oh, I, it's still dark? Well, his area, no, uh, no, his, no, no, his no. area Mm-mm. of the offices, and there is a um, man I have never seen before uh, wearing a hat that I realized he had gotten from my desk and just sitting there chowing down on chocolate. And he looks up at me, and by the way, um, I had noticed that the entire office had reeked, just putrid, smelled terrible. Yeah. And I, I had the trash bag in my hand because I was like, somebody must have thrown away like a banana or something. I was going to take it out. And so I just peer around and I see him and he just looks up at me and I go, what are you doing here? <laughs> I don't know why. That's what I said. <laughs> That's a natural response. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I'm here for like the radio guy. Uh, he had like a story or something. And I was like, why are you wearing that hat? <laughs> Which I don't know why I said that either. Uh, and he was like, well, oh. it was yours. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. It was Off the, your desk. Yeah. It was the office's hat. It was like merchandise. You were trying to trap him because you knew. <laughs> You knew where the hat was from. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, bitch. <laughs> and he was like, oh, I just liked it. Uh, and so, okay. and I went just kind of back into my little uh, cubicle and I and I just, I called 911. And he's like, are you calling campus security? And he's like really kind of just perturbed. He kept eating. So I was on the phone with the police for a while. <laughs> They're like, is he armed? Does he have a knife? And I was like, he doesn't seem to be that threatening. Did you ask him, hey, do you have a, <laughs> a gun or a weapon? I, no. Yeah. All right. I, I will say like, if this is the like, Am I brave test? I failed it. Like, I, I am not brave at all. I did not do cool things. Um, but you were well, still in the room with yeah. him while you're making also, that call, which is well, kind also of did brave. do logical things. Yeah. I like that your flight or fight was so mellow. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I either would have ran away or ran at him and, like, <laughs> yeah, tried to attack like him. something bad would have happened. I could not believe that. I mean, that is everybody's worst nightmare to just be like, oh, wait, there's a man in the shadows. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. terrifying. Right. Um, and and so I like call the police and finally he just gets up and starts walking and I can see that he's grabbed an iPad and I just was like, put the fucking iPad down. <laughs> and he, he, he was like, no, this is what I came here for. Like very just. He I, was so relaxed. Yeah. And I was like, no, put it down. And he did. And then I was like, and the hat too. <laughs> <laughs> you took the hat back. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, we don't have a lot of the print. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, he leaves. I noticed that he had used my deodorant and some other things things and, and I like threw that away. Yeah, yeah, those are gone. Call the police officers. They come. They search the place. They fingerprint, which I don't really know why. Because he, <laughs> um, he's going to be in the system. So get this. This this is where it gets 
Fucking crazy. Driving into work, I see the motherfucker. I see him on the street, like at noon. Or this morning? Um, I had I went on a film shoot and I came back from it. And at noon, I see him crossing like uh, a street that's by the station. And I'm with a guy who's like the nicest dude ever. This guy's so nice and so like encouraging. He was like, "Oh, well, we should check that, make sure it is him." And so I go, and sure enough, it is. I pull up. He's just like aimlessly walking down a street that's by our station. I get out and I'm like three feet away and I like snap his picture. I had my boss. Had checked his stuff and he had figured out he had taken his earbuds and I was like "Uh, hey give me the earbuds back and he goes I didn't steal those yesterday. Yesterday being the key phrase in immigration. <laughs> so you admit that it is you. So anyway, get this. I send the picture to like campus police. They identify him as the same person who three weeks ago was in our building and had danced around naked, pissed on the wall, and jacked off in a chair. That's a busy night. <laughs> uh, also ate candy. So that's a thing he does. Holy that sounds like a fun sleepover. What <laughs> that happened in this building? Yeah, happened in this building, different office, not affiliated with. Uh, so none of these chairs. <laughs> yeah, Thank holy, yeah, good question. Yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> wow. So, so is that why they printed? I mean, did they? No, I think they just didn't have much to do. Oh, okay. And they were just like, oh, he seems to have almost stole something. They didn't connect that it was Jackoff guy. Yeah. Yeah. Does he have a real name or is well, it called honestly, him Trevor? That's he looks why like I would have said that it's probably him because there are a lot of people that are based in that like trench kind of area yeah. by the river. We, I would see the same people all the time. In retrospect, it wasn't as surprising that I saw him. Yeah. Uh, walking around, he was so annoyed when I approached him today. <laughs> oh, sorry. We. I uh, bet you people know, are too afraid to approach them usually. I'm again don't know that it was logical. <laughs> well, I, there's no he's way. He's clearly unstable. Did you get the earbuds back? He's, no, he said he didn't steal them yesterday. Oh, well, I believe him. <laughs> He's been so honest and forthright <laughs> in every other exchange you've had with him. Oh man! Oh man! So crazy times in the so fudge mansion. Yeah, it um it did. It rattled me a little bit. Yeah, so. you were you texted us as it was happening. Was he yeah. still in the building while yeah. you were texting us? What was funny about me writing you guys is like we had been just fucking with each other literally for an hour straight, just yeah. like kind of making fun of each other. I'd shown you this horror movie trailer, and mm-hmm. we were all like saying just dumb shit. So I, I had to be like, <laughs> the story I'm about to tell you fits within the dumb shit that we were making up, but this is actually true. <laughs> There's a homeless guy in my office. <laughs> yeah. Well, he got, the guy, guy clearly wasn't going anywhere. He was just gonna chew and eat. Candy the only way you could have made that worse is leave. if you were Snapchatting the event. And then I was, I literally was, I didn't sleep much last night because I was like, I should have taken his picture. But then I got, I got to take his picture though. That mm-hmm. it felt like meeting a comic book artist. <laughs> <laughs> hey, are you homeless, Joe? Uh, did he get arrested? Did they? No, they, I, so they just went and t- gave him a warning for trespassing. Oh my God. When I identified him. The slow moving wheels of justice. <laughs> well, what no are you, I mean, I hope you enjoy your free pass of pissing on a wall and jerking off in a yeah. chair somewhere. Somewhere. And almost a free hat. <laughs> almost. Yeah. Tons of chocolate. Well, let's transition into some <laughs> funner, more comic booky news. Um, we all know now that Jonathan Hickman is going to be writing two new X-Men books. Now, Jonathan Hickman is renowned for his writing. He's done a million books, but the th- we're getting new information from it. They're retconning the entire X-Men timeline now. And this new X Powers and House of X is going to replace all of that. Personally, I kind of feel it's like a cheap move to take all those timelines and just go, ah, fuck it. Like, we got new, somebody new coming in. 
I appreciate wrangling of timelines, and there is too much, and it's gone on for far too long, X-Men, and something (laughs) needs to happen here. I kind of already feel like the ship had been righted with this last X-Men story arc. Mm -hmm. Like, the Uncanny's been great, and they did this really cool event that seemed like could have been an easy way to just clean things up and call it good. So the idea to take this storyline that's been awesome recently and pull the pin on it again. So uh, you you think X-Men wrapped things up in a nice bow? I don't think it necessarily wrapped everything up in a nice bow, but what it did do was united all the X-Men into a singular force towards one enemy. At the beginning of this storyline, outside of this dream world, now they're all in a dream world. Whatever happens to get them back out of the dream world seems like an easy fix to whatever our problem is. Yeah. All the old X-Men of this out of the timeline died in this thing. The rest of the X-Men are now in one singular X-Men team. We don't have to worry about blue, red, gold, black. Do you feel kind of shorted that, you know, you've invested this time and more importantly, the money into reading these books and, you know, using up brain space to memorize these (laughs) events. And now Hickman's going to come in and be like, you know what? Forget it all. I won't write you a check for the books you bought, but just forget everything. It does, in, in that aspect, it does suck, but I, I think that I don't have enough time to read books to just stay up on Marvel-ness. I'm normally just reading because it's a fun arc. And so some of the things I've read in X-Men, and Mike D is the one that knows the most because he stayed up with it all, I could see people being super pissed with the six different or seven different stories that are happening that are just been like, eh, doesn't matter. I would even think like creators, like all the time they put in, are just like, oh, great, fuck, never mind. <laughs> yeah. That's just gone. You got to adjust the way you think about comic books and that there's standalone stories that some creators do what they will with them and then we've all got to move on and those things have to evolve for the comics to stay interesting we're the first group of people who will tell you that we don't support those dudes who are just like the X-Men should only be Jean Grey Wolverine, Cyclops Iceman, Beast and it should never change Yep. and I want to see them taking down Sentinels for the next 30 years of my life <laughs> Like that's You can sucks. make that interesting. That's boring, right? Yeah. So there's some reinvention that I want. It's also tough when you invest into a character and see them develop as a as a person. Right. And then like important aspects of their history get thrown out of the window. I guess it makes it seem like the stakes are less severe for like anything moving forward that we can just say none of that matters now. I used the example of a Daredevil reboot a while back when we were having a, like a similar discussion. People knowing Matt Murdock is Daredevil was integral to his storyline for so long. And for someone to just start a new number one and say, now no one knows his identity and I'm not going to explain it. It just is what it is. That sucks. It does. That, that was a, a logical evolution of a character through time. Mm-hmm. And when you're plucking out those things that are just so integral to the character, like that's what really bothers me. And don't and, get us wrong. We, we read comic books, and this is a common thing. Things get revamped. Yeah. Timelines get ignored. It's still annoying no matter what. No matter what character, <laughs> no matter what publisher. But X-Men does it the fucking most. They do. I was I was going to say we knock on DC a lot, but one thing they do well is not this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think what it is is like, I think when you write X-Men, they're just like, do whatever the fuck you want. They can backtrack so easily. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, no, forget that. Jubilee's not a vampire anymore. Just, just, just stop. <laughs> one thing we can promise you here at First Issue Club, we will remain in the same timeline and give you the same wacky bullshit. 
throughout this entire existence think, of this yeah, podcast. Yeah, we do have a lot of, like, uh, we keep up. Yeah. So we, our Fudge Mansion is still being re- rebuilt, or are we in the rebuilt Fudge We're mansion? in the rebuilt Fudge Mansion. I'm a ghost <laughs> from the last Halloween episode, <laughs> and then I think everyone else is still the same. Mm-hmm. I was accosted by a homeless person. <laughs> I think you verbally accosted them. Yes, yeah, sorry. I don't, I don't actually know what the word accosted It was means. a mutual accosting by yes. the time it was all said and done. You were like five minutes away from grounding him from going out for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down. We're going to have a talk about this. Stop pissing your sweatpants. <laughs> well, if nobody else has anything to add, I suggest we get this podcast started. Caitlin, why don't you do more singing on the podcast since you're the actual only singer? Uh, I'm sorry. Did you just hear <laughs> what I just heard? Because those docile tones came from angels up on high. You are so proud. You have docile tones. I'll, I'll give. I'll give you this. Oh, uh, did I mispronounce mis- another word? I don't think it's usually docile, but it works. Uh, my dorsal tones—they're <laughs> the ones on my back. Man, I have such. Isn't an idiot it when it comes to trying to do I think words? It's still sit, but maybe no, I'm wrong. I, I I will give you this, Greg. You have the prettiest joke singing voice that I know. Well. Do the you, judges at American Idol will tell you differently <laughs> the last 15 years only I've tried. Falsetto. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only any solo project you have. These are my breasts, they're small and humble. <laughs> I got baseline bat stuck in my head the other day. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Did, did that make it on this podcast ever? Yeah, that was the ending to it one episode. Okay. That's a classic. We should, have, we should have the baseline bats in studio. Like the in-studio band for an episode. Yeah, I love it. Sorry, I guess I didn't know the lore. The name of the band is also the name of the song? Yeah. We're yeah, the baseline like, bats. Yeah, it's like, hey, hey, we're the monkeys. Oh, baseline so the, bats, we're the baseline bats. Okay, I, I just thought it was a song where you said that. I didn't know that was actually also the name. Yeah, of me mm-hmm. and Greg are baseline bats. That's correct. Yeah. It's like that famous corn song. Just, we are in corn. The <laughs> band you're hearing is corn. <laughs> I love that one. Is that a yeah. real We Are Corn's my favorite. We Are Corn. Song. We Are Corn. The band you're hearing is Corn. <laughs> Slap bass, bam. <laughs> Fieldy is Corn. Jonathan is Corn. Ed is Corn. Monkey is Corn. <laughs> That's all right. We all know all the Corn members. Corn, if you're listening, come on in. <laughs> now let's get this podcast started a second time. Whoa. Podception. All right, um, so first up on the episode, we are going to cover War of the Realms tie-in, which, spoiler alert, both of the books we are covering this week are War of the Realms tie-ins, because everything else was kind of meh. (laughs) I mean, honestly. Well, there weren't that many, too. It was a slow slow week. Rough week for first issues, that's for sure. It was the breaks. What was funny about this is it pushing it into us covering these books um, was delightful. It really was, (laughs) and we're going to get into that right now. Caitlin, you want Uh, tell us a little bit about the book? Yeah, these are really short because we have similar um, themes, just teams taking on an enemy, and it's very similar from book to book. In Spider-Man, it's called Why We Fight, isn't it? Like the subtitle? Of course. It's like a one of... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's why we keep Caitlin around. She pays attention to the books we actually read. (laughs) But it also got the 
Morris song stuck in my head oh, yeah. like while I was reading it, which was Ooh. very distracting. It's a one of three, I thought. Yes, I yeah, read. yeah, yeah. Um, and it's basically Peter and the New League of Realms. Peter Parker is leading it at Thor's request or kind of post assignment. And they go to Nigeria where Peter saves the day with diplomacy, even though he manages not to know any of his teammates' names. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah, that's it. A very um, surprising turn where it, Peter just kind of is like, hey, but we don't, we can get along, right? I know. I kind of loved that moment. Yeah. It was really sweet. And they didn't do a lot of character building. There were like a no. handful of things with like, the weird thing was the bad guy was an angel. Yeah. Which, I'm you still so confused by that. You don't see that. too often. That's something born. So those characters are from As Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. They tie into that story. Yes, line. they do. Yes. So... Somehow, they're bad guys. And the new heaven is only good for the angels themselves. It's like an occupation <laughs> type of thing where the humans are subjected to terrible things. Am I right? They made some like al- uh, allusion to that in the description. Can I say something about this book? I hope so, because that's what <laughs> we're here for. Yeah, right? please, please do. I know there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast, and they're like, they, they may hear like <laughs> War of the Realms, and like be like, I'm gonna dip out because like didn't read it, not gonna read it, no entry point for me. Marvel has done a fucking kick-ass job with War of the Realms. <laughs> they really have. They're just putting, and they're like doing your favorite characters with like shields and swords. I honestly believe anybody could pick up this book, not know a fucking thing about War of the Realms, mm-hmm. and have a really fun time uh, reading it. Well, and that's a tribute to this team. Part of what's fun about it is the same thing that was fun with some of the Marvel Universe books the first time you see like Spider-Man and the Hulk interact like what a blast to see that just because it hasn't happened before these books in the comic books you see those characters interact all the time in this one we're taking things like that are really obscure Thor characters from all these different realms and compounding them with superheroes that we love so you're seeing like all kinds of weird mixes of characters that we don't normally throw together, which is just a delight in its own. Oh, man. It was so fun just to see quirky Peter Parker trying to be head honcho to this ragtag group of just, like, basically bloodthirsty (laughs) behemoths that just want to fucking kill. And he's just like, okay, okay, just calm down, calm down. What is your name again, by the way? (laughs) You're a giant person. (laughs) Yeah, he kept giving him just, like, wrong names, which was a little bit rude, but when you got limited time, you got to give everyone a nickname. I love the point that he doesn't kill, and that was kind of an important part of the storyline. Right. Um, They're they're mid-battle, and... Spider-Man's like, wait, 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 we don't kill guys. And they're like, why are you leading the group? (laughs) Get out of the way so we can kill some people. This is a war right now. And I love that that was acknowledged. That's like an issue we all have with comic books like this. It's a war. Somebody's going to have to die. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Spider-Man is a truist. Yeah. An altruist. He always has the, uh, like his weapons are just for like uh, annoyance. (laughs) You know what I mean? That was funny. They did even say like the things that you're shooting from your wrist don't seem to be doing anything to these people. The white licorice is what he, <laughs> the white licorice you're shooting. Uh. Honest, and that was such a good comment on Spider-Man. When you think about it, like, his main weapon is utility. Yeah. Like, where it's like, Thor is a fucking hammer to smash your brains in. <laughs> mm-hmm. His is just like, I'm going to string over here. I'm going to tie this, like, cat's cradle. <laughs> I'm going to net. I'm going to net you guys until the cops get here. The other thing about War of the Realms that I like, there's not really a ton at stake. It's just ultimate bad guy on earth that you assume they're going to kill at some point, right? 
like where there's no like real mystery. There's not like anything we're trying to figure out really. Well, like, you as- you assume that everything's going to get tied up into a nice bow. But if he's already laid waste to nine of the ten realms, are we then to assume that the stakes mean that everybody has to coexist on this last? Well, I think thing that's been mentioned. Yeah. On? So essentially, this is one of the funnest parts about War of the Realms is that. Malekith is divvying up Earth or Midgard into different sections that people from the different realms who like helped him out are going to get like granted to them. And so that is the second thing I love about this is that, and then maybe this is in Jason Aaron's mind, but like for once we're getting a big Marvel event that says, "Hey, we're going to go to Africa," which is what where we are in, in yeah, Spider-Man, yeah. or and we went to Asia last week, and it's like actually like we're going other places than New York City consistently, <laughs> right? And that's really and we're meeting new superheroes, yeah, like from uh, New Agents of Atlas and uh, the League of uh, the Realms. I think it is a really cool thing that Jason Aaron is doing. It's just like he's showcasing the entire world. Because the entire world is at stake and turning little light bulbs on in my head, at least, of just like, oh, yeah, there are superheroes all over the globe. Like, not just in New York and uh, San Francisco. They're fucking everywhere. So why wouldn't just Malekith just give them back their own realms? I mean, Midgard seems kind of like small real estate than a whole realm to take over because he's destroyed the realms that they came from. This is a good question. (laughs) So they're all pawns. I I think ultimately all realms are Malekiths, right? Correct, yeah. And so I'm assuming we're filling them with all dark elves, and in order to control the people that have helped him out... Mm -hmm. But keep them close and under his thumb. Like, keep them close and under his thumb. Midgard is now Malekith home base. They said, like, he saved Earth for last because... Yeah. Like... (laughs) It was his favorite vacation And I think spot. the Dark Elves do have some territory, but maybe they're still, like, guards on Midgard. Yeah. So then like they the fr- occupy the So, like, the, the Frost the Giants, are they in their realm as well, or did all Frost Giants come to Midgard? I think they're all in Midgard. <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit. I don't even care. Because it's their new no. stronghold yeah. in Giant Man. Yeah, but in the main War of the Realms They went arc, to... They went to... Uh, Jorheim? Jotunheim. Jotunheim. Oh, sorry. Anaheim? Galen. Anaheim. <laughs> <laughs> the Eighth Realm. The Eighth Realm. Anaheim. And got Thor back from Frost Giants who were still on Jotunheim. Yes. Yep. Well, Thor, they was, like, they like Thor laid, was doing Thor, just fine. Thor was laying waste of. to them, but yeah, he was exhausted, bloody, worn down by the time they found him. Yeah. So, yeah. So, they are, the realms are open. Wait, but is it okay? Wait, no, because it's new Jotunheim. All of these that's things on are Midgard. New, new, new. Yes. Okay, so yeah. there's then yeah, they still exist on their own realms. I don't know if this matters too, but it's <coughs> at the very beginning of the book. It tells you, spoiler alert: this takes place after War of the Realms Four, mm-hmm. which also came out this week, mm-hmm. which seemed interesting to me. You didn't necessarily have to read it, but like it would help. Yeah, I, it didn't help me necessarily. It explains why Spider-Man gets back to Earth. That's and, about it. Yeah, and I'm sure the conversation with Thor has expanded a little bit more between him and Spider-Man. Very slightly. There is a lot of blanks left for us to fill in, even still. And there is little little things that like you don't know why certain things happen. And then like in Giant Man, it technically takes place between War of the Realms two and three. So like it it seemingly will fill in some maybe gaps that we don't understand. Yeah. They're releasing these out of reading order. Yeah. Which is kind of confusing. <laughs> but like you said, you you don't really need to read them in order I did to enjoy them. So I did something recently that Greg and I talked about doing for a long time, which was I saved all of my issues of the Spider Geddon mm-hmm. event and then put them all in chronological order and then read them all through. 
It ended up being something like 25 comics from like seven different series. Was it fun? It was such a fulfilling experience (laughs) to read that way and get all these offshoots and have it like make sense. Those things are so hard to follow when they're released on like a weekly or even monthly basis. Right. A lot of times with an event like this, they'll publish it in like a hardback and you'll get to like dip in and And stuff. But That's totally the preferable way to read these things. Like 100%. And I don't know if they release the hardbacks chronologically or if it's like here are the four issues of this series and then the four issues of this series having them in order and being able to read them back to back to back really great with the way they're trying to make this a complete storyline even with the tie-ins i i think it might be a smart move for them to do an entire event hardback so here's my question the villain in this is an angel and she gave up real quick hey that's just how uh convincing peter i mean peter parker basically was was just like some signs of like not wanting to be on the path she was on. Yeah, it's almost like she got sent to Earth and she didn't want the assignment. So she's already, like you said, she has a grudge. And when Peter Parker was just like sympathetic to that, she was like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to join you guys now. He literally love- just used empathy. He <laughs> also just took her statement and said it backwards. And yeah. he was like, or you could just not do it. <laughs> and he, she was like, oh, well, I could. Wait just a goddamn minute. <laughs> Not do it? <laughs> I didn't know that was an option. You Midgardians are so intelligent. <laughs> I thought, you know, she's just somebody looking for an out. She he, really was. She was waiting gave, for someone to push her. And, and he gave it to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. End of story. Midgard just got some allies. They're called <laughs> angels. Not all of them, though. Like I think be at mad. least like at that in that locale. Stronghold. Yeah. 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 Um, but they do know that she be- has betrayed them. So they are on full might, alert. That might, uh... <laughs> I normally don't say this, but I felt like the art in this really helped the story. There's sometimes you get art and it's just like, okay, like this is pretty. But I felt like the style of this and the colors and just the dynamic poses like really helped this comic be just even more delightful than it already was. And I just wanted to say that to share that moment with you all. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> See, speaking of art, uh, I do think that the marketing for War of the Realms and all the swag and like letters that they're trying to sell you on is fucking terrible. Letters? Like they have like little symbols for yeah. all the realms and like oh. they have them on sweatshirts and things like that. Oh, I didn't know that. And it is gross. Hey, you know what? Someone's going to buy it. It ain't going to be me. <laughs> well, I'll have to return it because it's your Christmas present. No. <laughs> Here it is. Oh, yeah. And Jason Aaron got a tattoo of one of them. And like, I just I with as good a marketing as Marvel did last week with uh, their K-pop, this is this just erases all of it. <laughs> it ain't good. Are these pogs? Are they selling pogs or those uh, coasters? Th- those are pop-up things on for your back of your oh. phone. Oh, give me a break, Marvel. <laughs> all right. I at least I at least like that it's just like not a Batman logo. Yeah. That it's something a little deeper more than subtle. that. Yeah, that's more subtle that you can be like, oh, <laughs> I also enjoy story <laughs> tales of Jotunheim. <laughs> but have you ever like seen like a marketing department that just is like so hungry to create something and then like in retrospect, you're like, nobody wants this. You didn't. They didn't need to be a symbol for every realm and like on poppable back like cell phone things. Like, no. Yeah. Like, just pogs in general. <laughs> like that didn't need to be a right. thing. Yeah. So, but I, yeah, I agree. No, no more Batman wings. 
Well, it is very uncharacteristic of Marvel to do money grabs, so I am shocked <laughs> to see that they're putting logos on T-shirts. Well, do and... they usually do this for big events at all? That's I, I actually because don't know. I haven't seen th- that. That may just be their first foray into, like, maybe we can make this a thing. And they got Jason Aaron to get a tattoo of it. <laughs> I mean, I kind of get it for him because this is really proving oh, to be yeah. a masterpiece. He, yeah, he orchestrated this yeah. thing over, like, three years of comic book This writing. may be his magnum opus. Yeah, right. Like, this is his. I bet this is what he's remembered for for a long time. We could walk down the street and ask him. Yeah, I mean, go knock on his door. He really, he really started it all with original sin, mm-hmm. and that was what like, that was like three years. That was ago three now. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So Dang. I mean, it's he kicked it off with an event and then built it up to this like crazy thing that we're all enjoying. Wait, I I'm confused. Do you think original sin led up to this? Yes, original sin was where we found out that Nick Fury Thor was unworthy for the first time. Oh, you were right. You're yeah. totally and then right. That, inclu- which, that introduces which snowballed Jane Foster's Thor, which snowballed into the War of the Realms. <laughs> You're right. And Thor's absence. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Good job. Yep. Dude hey, knows what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> no problem. Thanks for your praise. I live and d- die by it. And uh, <laughs> as long as you accept the things that I say is valid, we can continue this podcast and friendship. <laughs> All right, well, switching over to another realm, uh, we covered Giant Man, another War of the Realms tie-in, which was... Another one. Equally, if not more... Nice. Was it a DJ Callen? Yes. Major key. You got one, too. I did. Good job. Kaylin, tell us what Giant Man is about. Okay, well, um, all Mother Freya basically needs Scott and his fellow size changing buds to become masters of disguise and go undercover in the dangerous and formidable frost giant stronghold of weird and wild Florida. <laughs> she, I forgot she it was sells, in Florida. Yeah. She sells this to him, and it's like the most labored, threatening, like assignment that you could give someone after they've woken up from sleep paralysis (laughs) with no buy-in on his part at all. Just like, help me avenge the death of my son. And he's like, I got nothing better. Yeah, I guess so. I was going yeah. to Florida anyway. I understand okay. kid yeah. problems. I, mean, I got whatever. it. Yeah, basically. He's like, your mom, mom, and dad, we, yeah, I'll help you Kids out. be tripping. I love that the premise of this book is just get every uh, superhero that has the power to get big, put them on a team, dress them up like frost giants, and have them like try to steal shit. Right. She basically <laughs> did the thing that every D&D group does when they're trying to do something like this where infiltrate like a camp of, or something like who is the one that is at least anywhere near this size can we cast who has a disguise kit and like that's basically what she does yeah. sending them in there. and they're just about as successful as any <laughs> novice D and D correct <laughs> they're basically just like four jocks just like <laughs> fucking around in a locker room and one of them has a Napoleon complex because yeah. he can't get quite as big <laughs> as the rest of them twenty five feet tall yeah. <laughs> instead of sixty five feet. <laughs> Uh, I love this book. I oh, thought this book it was, was super funny. It was such a good like break because di- it didn't take itself seriously, but it also hinged on like their power, like their superness. Mm-hmm. But it was just like this book could have been displaced and not had all different characters and been an image book that would sell thousands of copies. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just thought it was super fun. Like these guys, I don't, even, I don't know if they know what the stakes are. 
They don't but care. They, they just get big. Just, I don't know if your brain gets smaller as you get bigger, but they're just like, okay, let's dress up like giants now. And they are doing a terrible job. Well, she yeah. she just makes this impassioned plea to all of them. But, I mean, like, they don't all have kids. I don't know what buy-in she got from yep. them. It just seems like... We just want to save Florida. Yeah. <laughs> we want to take back America's peen. We, we get that frost giants are bad. Let's mm-hmm. do it. I guess maybe they know that Malekith is here and he's invading. And I'm sure that they know that doing this will help win the battle. But as far as that, they're just they're just along for the ride. Willing soldiers. Why is this not called giant men? I that's That was my biggest qualm with this. After after I read it, I was like, it's named after one of these guys. Yes. Yeah. Which is weird. Swole guys. <laughs> Ooh. Swole soldiers. Swole soldiers. Oh, that's is, good, too. Does giant man have, like, a big, long history in the Marvel Universe? Kind of. All these characters do in some way or another. Yeah, but... he's been around for a while. He was always kind of an accessory to Ant-Man. That he's, he's like a pin particle guy. Yeah, they're all accessories. That's what's funny. Yeah. Like, they're all just kind of background tall guys. Yeah. Except for Atlas. But does he have? Does he get large based on pin particles? Mm-mm. No. Yeah. He's, he's, he, he was the one that the, was tortured by scientists, yeah, right? Yeah, he's the outlier. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. the odd man out. I, yeah. I he also kind of seems to be like a somewhat diminished intellectual capacity. Or am I <laughs> Well, like he doesn't have a like, PhD. Hi, guys, and he's big. Yeah. And he like shows up big and the rest of them are like, what are you, <laughs> you kind doing? kind of blowing our cover early here, guy. <laughs> oh, before that exact scene, Freya and Ant-Man are having a conversation and then we pan up to a view of the mountains with a blood curdling scream that says, ah, never followed up. <laughs> what was that scream? Do you know? I assume that uh, there is a prisoner being held by Loki's father, the fr- the frost giant. That's what we're supposed to take away from no it. That's what I'm guessing. It's that's what insane. I'm, that's just what I'm guessing I, right I, now. I started the book over because I was like, what am I? Because I was like, I have to be missing something. I read the line where it was like he. Does he say like, oh fuck, fuck, fuck? When he, yeah. Like, and then they're like, I really like that he introduced himself as fuck. <laughs> Does that oh, happen? No. Yeah, yeah. He. I like that he introduced himself to us, Dick first, because he was really big when he walked up to <laughs> oh, them. Oh yeah. So they're just getting like an eye full of his junk. <laughs> this is uh, this is what I hate about. The bleeping out of PG-13 stuff. PG thirteen. You... Is, it is impossible for me to fill cuss words because I just make every cuss word fuck. fuck yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't make I, any sense. I assumed it was like cock or dick first, yeah. like something like that. I think it's literally Scott just screaming <laughs> because he sees his friend. Oh, okay. Oh, oh yeah. But maybe okay. it's not. But it looks like he's just like. Caitlin holds hey! the only PhD here. Yeah, he's Caitlin's like, the only one. I'm my buddy. <laughs> And he's just underwhelmed, like, hey, Scott, Yeah, which is also kind of funny. None of these people are really excited to see one another except Scott. <laughs> it's like, hey, we're all the big guys in one room. And the other thing that I thought was pretty funny was that they all just hitch a ride and get little or, like, get onto oh, yeah. one guy running because he's the best at running. Yeah. I was like, I had to read that, and I was like, why did that make them escape? <laughs> he just was the most in shape. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the other ones were slowing everybody down. So they were like, let's just get in his pockets. <laughs> That's it's, what I mean. It's all these like... things that it's like, <laughs> when you think about, like, when you give people these crazy superpowers, as an, like someone in an audience, you say, 
oh, why didn't they just do this with their powers? And it's satisfying to see it actually done. Like, that's, like, the easy way out. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, why wouldn't they shrink and just, like, sit in someone's pocket? Mm -hmm. There's no reason not to. It also shows you that idiots also have superpowers. (laughs) Which is, like, you think if you're bestowed upon with superpowers, you have, like, a higher intellect. Yep. Nope. Sometimes you're just Greg Lichtai and mispronouncing (laughs) words, but you can set things on fire with your mind. (laughs) I'd love to be in your pocket for a day, though. <laughs> oh, what would that be would like? you would you tickle me or would I have to like pass you little slices of cheese? Oh, yeah, yeah, little skittles. You just give me one, one skittle. Oh, you yeah, said last yeah. a whole day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, th- th- this seems like a pretty relatively. <laughs> did I say a word wrong? No, I just was thinking like it is whatever you're about to say. I liked. <laughs> I'm just saying this is an easy digestible book. This really has no stakes, but they just have to go kill this guy because Freya told them to. Yeah, if you're overanalyzing the writing of this book, you miss the point. Yeah. It's just supposed to be, like you said, fun and enjoyable. It's oh, it's called A Few Giant Men is the part. Oh, yeah. So a giant man, a few giant men. Yeah, I guess so. Is that supposed to be like a few good men? I think so. I still wish it was giant men, not giant men. Yeah, maybe giant man's going to end up being like the main character in the story. Or they all get fused together (laughs) and they can stand like 300 feet tall. It's like a megazord just all linking up. If we don't at least get like one hopping onto another's shoulders, now I'm going to be mad because of what you just said. I really want, so they they kind of had like (laughs) a... World's biggest trench coat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they trick Galactus. <laughs> I really want, like, so they had kind of had this weird dick contest. All of them could get to 65, and he can only get to 25 feet. I want a full-on real giant man dick contest. They all de-pants themselves, well, actual whip, whip out their hogs. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when he, when they were like, hey, focus, man, and he and Goliath did, did he get taller? Yes. He did. How do you do that? Power of persuasion. I don't know. I don't know why I thought you would know, Greg. How do you do that? (laughs) But how do you do that? So is he the one that has pin particles or no? He's a pin particle guy. Yeah. He's He's just not good at using them, I guess. (laughs) He has to think really hard. They made a point while he was running that he's just like, I can't do anything else. I'm concentrating on staying big way too hard right now. Well, that was, was that the grandson of the first Goliath? Yeah. Yeah. Or, so yeah, he he already relative. has a complex of not being able to live up. Yeah, I think it's mostly mind over matter for yeah. him. Yeah, so we've all been there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trying to get up, so trying to get big. that's how he did that. Mm-hmm. That's how he do that. That's, that's how we do that. What a helping of wonderful War of the Realm books this week from Marvel. Really a great palate cleanser. We are uh, we have a predilection to like Marvel books, I think, but it proved me wrong that they didn't do well this week. I can't, and I won't. You won't. I'll slap you. I don't know that we're, <laughs> we're the people to prove you wrong because we are also part of that predilection. But oh, that's true. I agree with you. <laughs> War of the Realms 4 was really good. Yeah. It also paid off some things that Jason Aaron did in Avengers like a year ago, too, which is just awesome to see small storylines you remember have really big impacts. Are you talking about the Shuri suit? The Shuri suit. Oh, that like Iron Man and Shuri created a suit for Odin? No, no okay. not that. There's something else in that. I don't, should I, can I spoil it? Sure. I don't know if you guys. Uh, there's going to be a spoiler in three, two, one. <laughs> 
I just didn't want to spoil it for you guys. Well, does that mean that Odin didn't die? <laughs> I guess no, he was Odin's, back in the second. I've been yeah, read Odin's past the first dead. one, so but that's fine. Yeah, they didn't address that that well. He just was back. Okay. Like, well, that's the rule. If you right. don't if die don't on see... screen, you're fucking still alive. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's right. comic book 101. Do you guys remember right after Marvel Legacy, there was a Avengers reboot, and in the first issue of that, a bunch of Celestials fall from the sky, and they're dead already. Yes. Yes. Um, Black Panther saves one of the Celestial bodies and turns it into this, like, war machine thing. Oh, so yeah. So Shuri, like, pilots a Celestial. Oh, essentially cool. at some point, and it's, like, crazy fucking powerful, which I thought was, like, such a cool tie-back to that's something a, that's he did. That's what that metal thing is that's floating around. Is it the size of like a sentinel? Aren't the celestials? I mean, they're big. Celestials are huge. They're like, yeah, like a high rise building. Yeah. Okay. So it's like her Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell yes. I, yeah. I, that's I amazing. That. Yeah. It's like, it was like Avengers Mountain was like. No, but where did that happen in War of the Run? And then. Uh, you can see it peeking out of like Avengers Mountain. It's like frozen in the mountain. It is the mountain. It is the mountain. That's what their home base is. Is a dead celestial, which they weapon with Black Panther weaponizes. How did I miss that? I just see Jason Aaron giggling to himself while he's writing these scripts, just like, this is so much fun. Well, well and he's not helming some of these offshoots. Like, No, he isn't. I think he's, I don't know, they must check in with him as like the master story keeper. Yeah. <laughs> that the thing that they're doing works with what he's doing. Yeah. And then outside of that, I don't think he's involved with them. I'm sure there's a big meeting of just like, okay, here's what I want to happen. Well, the mm-hmm. feel, the vibe of them stays pretty similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we talked about when we read War of the Realms, the first issue, that Jason Aaron's really evolved. I think it's yeah. really hard to be sincerely funny in Marvel comic books. I'm not going to name names, but there's people who've written for like Deadpool who are supposed to be funny and are not. It makes those books just like so hard to get through. But these are like genuinely funny and it's impressive to do something seriously toned and still make it funny. That was one thing that I was a little bit disappointed in like when we were revealing last week's that we didn't see more comedians mentioned is creators coming up in the new Marvel relaunch. They're good about throwing that. Was Jerry Duggan in any of them? Yeah. He might have Oh, that got revealed, by the way, what that is. Oh, really? Yeah. It's just a giant fucking annual. It's Marvel Comics 1000. And, like, each page is going to be a new story, like a a one-off story. So it's a fucking yank. It's not even, like, a new relaunch or, like, new books or... Because the rumor online was, like... taboos in it. (laughs) Thank God for taboo. But, I mean, like, it's not even, like... The the rumor was, like, it was going to be Max... Or another imprint that they were gonna relaunch. Oh, for like oh, more okay. mature stories. That would have been cool. No, it's just fucking dumb annual. That's <laughs> a lot of pages to take or a lot of promotion for an annual. For it's gonna be huge. Annual? It's gonna be eighty-two pages. They said. Wow. So ten. that'll be twenty dollars. Yeah, I was just about to say at least ten. And probably have a hundred variant covers. Yeah. So one to read, one to jack off in. <laughs> it's Marvel. <One> <laughs> it's Marvel presents one thousand. It's Marvel Comics 1000. Marvel Comics 1000? Do with that what you will. Is there 999 Marvel? I have no idea. None. What does that mean? I You're I just, just I don't know. Trying Come to pull on. something. Yeah, you got it in there. <laughs> you got it in that noggin. Nope, I, I really don't. <laughs> well, we're not going anywhere until you <laughs> yeah. until you come up with at least a guess. Is this the the thousandth title Marvel's ever ever created? No, there's no way. More or less. I think it's the the one thousandth time that Marvel's ever been said in Marvel comics. <laughs> <laughs> By like a person. Do you think so how many titles do you think? Marvel's ever produced? 
Over a thousand. Over a thousand. Easy. Mm. Are you counting like thousands? You get thousands, thousands is a big number. There are ninety-seven individual creators involved. Oh my! Oh, Only gosh. nine women. <laughs> that's yeah. That's the outrage right there. And it's yeah. It's like it, it's supposed to be like kind of like DC with Action Comics a thousand and Detective Comics a thousand. Does that make any more? But sense? those are actually a thousand. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Those the, actually built up to a thousand. It's yeah. just a knock. It, maybe it's like poking fun at those. Well, they probably saw how successful and how much money those made. Yeah. And uh, Marvel editor-in-chief was just like, mm-hmm, I also like money. But it's supposed to coincide with the publisher's 80th birthday. Oh, okay, I get that. Also and I, and not I understand. It's not a thousand. You can't yeah. make up a, a, a number and be like, hey, guys, this is Marvel Comics 1,000. Yeah, call it 1,000. Call it, call it Marvel's 80th. Yeah, something. Well, we should just start doing that. When we want to celebrate something, just put 1,000 there. Should we make our 100th episode 1,000? Yeah, we definitely. We're almost there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The 1,000th episode. Wait, Club 1, how many are we away from 100? T- today's was 93. Oh, so this will be 94. Yeah. Yep. Jesus Christ. So six away. We're a month and a half from 1,000. We've got something fun for that. we got to think about that. <laughs> we'll call it 1,000. Yeah. We've decided that. Yeah. We'll do a live episode from the Fudge thousand? Mansion. Yeah, we got to do something for it. We should. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm tired of looking at everybody. So uh, <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Don't forget to like us on all the social medias, but you're going to hear that in about three, two, one. This has been another episode of First Issue Club. We are a proud member of the Fountain City Frequency family of podcasts. Our music is provided by Primary Color Music. We are recorded in KCUR Studios. You can find us, rate us, friend, and follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, email, and your favorite listening platforms at First Issue Club, F-I-R-S-T. A special message from Oreo Cookies. Hi, do you like hard cookies with unsatisfying fillings? Well, come on down to Oreo. That's all we have. Just fucking nonsense. Cookie time is crap time. And it's time to chow down. Oreos, go fuck yourself. You know that they make double stuff because people like the filling so much, right? Oh, God. Cut it. Scrap it. (laughs)